how would you say your mental focus is? Which focus? This is mutual Do you want us to introduce you or no? You just want to jump into it. You don't have to be. You want to be we, we've never introduced ourselves for the record. I think yeah. we should all introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'll, per, I'll assume until episode 100. <laughs> Admin reveal. Yeah. Special. Okay, yeah, let's special. do that. Let's okay. I was going to I was going to call you uh like the the bell of the beer city. <laughs> The Beer City Bell. I'd like to request a different nickname. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Beer City uh, Lightning Round at the end though. I got some because you're the most tapped in Beer City person I know. That's embarrassing on your end. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I'm I one of the two no... people he knows. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all right here. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for it. So I figured, um, I figured we could talk a little bit about Nashville. Um, Monica, you have extensive experience in Nashville. I've heard through sources. Is that just, correct? Just doxter. What is all of this info you have on me that you <laughs> don't know about? Uh, extensive, questionable, but I did just come from there, and it was my first time visiting, and it was sick. What'd you do? Why were you there? Um, we were there celebrating my friend's 30th B-Day. Oh, hell yeah. And it was last minute. We didn't really have plans. We just like went off recommendations from the Instagram community. Nice. And I had pretty low expectations, to be honest. But yeah. it was so dope and not what I thought it was. And what I think Asheville would like to be. Oh, shit. Shots fired at Beer City. I mean, without fault to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've been as a kid. I you went, went to as, Nashville? Yeah. I went to, did the Grand Ole Opry and all that kind of stuff. But of course, like I wasn't even close to being old enough to do the whole main strip of it, you know? Mm -hmm. but i've heard it's a blast i'd love to go we did i'm the only one i guess who hasn't been to nashville and we're going to talk about nashville so that's great that's cool i'm fine i'll let y'all drive i just because i've never been doesn't mean i can't already hate it do you want to go see so you hate it are you are you hating it going I don't, in i don't hate it i'm not again i'm not anti-tennessee i just think nashville is funny like I'm not I can tell you my impression of how I see Nashville from an outsider. And Sounds maybe like somebody anti-Tennessee would say. Let's hear it. Let's hear your outside perspective. Yeah, before so, we jump into it. So when I think of Nashville, obviously <laughs> I think of the I think of the the country music stuff that goes on there, obviously. But the main thing, like my most contemporary uh image is when I well, it's kind of similar to to beer city when you think of when you think about it but like bridal parties 
maybe i think i see in my head that mural that says like i believe in nashville and it has like those angel wings behind it you know that everybody takes their photos in front of and i think of um yeah that's about it <laughs> i think i think about that that's pretty much it that's all i know about nashville i There's mean maybe like felt hat girls and you know what i'm talking about like I call them like Asheville witches, but, but in Nashville, you know, that they're a different kind. They're like, um, they're like duck dynasty spinoff girls. You know what I'm talking about? Like, is that, is that insensitive to say? Duck dynasty spinoff girls for one, I think (laughs) for the felt hat hat community out there, I have a felt hat. They're pretty cool. We, you can pull them off. But yeah, I mean, I think there is Nashville. What do we have any listeners in Nashville? Not yet, not yet (laughs) that I know of. We have Chattanooga, and we only listeners are on this call. (laughs) Yeah, this is it. That's not entirely true. We got two homies in Belgium and one homie in France, and then we got some Chicagoans. We got some Pittsburghs. We got some LA people. That's about it. Yeah. None in Nashville. This isn't going to help. Yeah, this is not going to help. But there um, is like a, you know, a New Orleans uh, inside of an anthropology store to it. Like, I get that kind of vibe. But that's a good uh, one. I think, but the music scene, and I think like if you're like looking to, you know, if you can gather the energy to go bar hopping, I mean, that's probably like one of the best places I've heard to do it. Right. I mean, like it's just bar after bar after bar and everybody's playing music. And I mean, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. I would say it is. So my perspective going into it was definitely Broadway street, which is like the new Orleans main strip, which is, non-attractive to me and then the nashville episode of anthony bernay known reservations yeah you know he did it right so i was like there is like a punk like rock and roll scene there along with the country but i do think that country like outshines it Mm -hmm. but we hung out in like east nashville and it was just so cool, very welcoming, like Sick. diverse, really good food, really good drinks, all sorts of different like modern bars, older bars, like dives, like house bars that they saved these historical homes and turned them into like. Oh, that's really awesome. That's, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that existed house bars yeah really <laughs> that's cool. it yeah i love house bars there's You've a couple been to a house bar yeah there's a couple in raleigh there's a tiki house bar there and it is so cool like house why bar. is it so fun i don't know i'm not yeah this house and you're crashing it yeah it's it's really it's pretty cool okay i played music there at one at one and uh, set up in like quote unquote living room, you know, and the bars and like the kitchen, whatever. It's cool. So well, I was like interested in the topic that we chose. Mm-hmm. 
my current experience was very uh, <laughs> Asheville progressive feeling. And then I read this shit and I was like, oh, okay. There's definitely still the 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 deep-rooted Tennessee vibe going on. But yeah. it was shocking that this Daily Wire is coming in and they picked Nashville for their main. Yeah. Well, I guess the only question to really ask is like, since you guys are the Nashville speakers, can it be Hollywood for conservatives? What do you think? Is that the vibe that y'all got? Well, yeah, I guess you got as a as a as a kid. We're looking at um, a New York Times article. Can Nashville be Hollywood for the conservatives? And it's just got this ridiculous this ridiculous picture of Ben Shapiro. But I mean, as a kid. I mean, is it, would it be surprised? I mean, like, I didn't know, you know, as a kid, you you think that, you know, the Grand Ole Opry, and this was, you know, 20 years ago. And like the Grand Ole Opry, it was like basically like a giant, what I would imagine Dollywood to be, you know, and yeah. uh, just kind of, no, no offense, like I fuck with Dolly. Dolly's awesome. Uh, but I, I mean, <laughs> a Hollywood co- for conservatives. I mean, yeah, I could see it, but I granted I haven't been up there, and I would I hope that's not the case, you know, because conservatives. I think that's just a misleading. What does that mean now? You know, like, are we talking about like, is Ben Shapiro a conservative? You know, or like, is he like a domestic terrorist? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if if you see this man at the Ryman headlining, what songs he playing? <laughs> he looks like he looks like it's got to be Hank Williams three something. He, he looks like he is terminally ill in this photo to me. Like it, it looks he looks he doesn't look six two. No, his bio says he's six two. This man is. Clearly insane. Um, I think righteous gemstones. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He's given mad, uh, like mega church vibes, <laughs> and that's another thing that I think of when I think of Nashville in general, and all these kind of budding, uh, like cities in the South. Is, I mean, we even have them here like a fair amount. I know that they're in Charlotte a lot, but like Nashville, mega church, um, and this. I guess what what the article talks about is the similarities between Nashville and Hollywood being just entertainment, being like hubs of entertainment. Obviously, LA TV and and uh, and movies and shit like that. But Nashville being only only music. I guess. I mean, I don't know of anything. I mean, there's that TV show Nashville too, which. I'm not super familiar with, but I know my parents loved that shit before before they got on the Yellowstone train. But well, I mean, uh, well, I didn't think this was. I mean, I always associated like, you know, at least in the music aspect, you have like you know, rock and roll. You have New York and L.A., and then you have for like country music, you have Nashville. I already thought it was like the Hollywood of at least country music, you know? I mean, that's where you go if you want to make it in country. Totally. 
Yeah, that the show. Do you know the show that I'm talking about? Yeah, it lo- it does look familiar. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so I haven't I seen it, but I've uh I've seen the like trailers and stuff for the commercials. I this just, is what I'm talking about with like felt hat crews. It's like um live laugh uh, love and Tammy like Taylor that. from Friday Night Lights just looking all dolled up here. But this whole like glamour and like southern uh yallification of all of these like high fashion uh that's what I meant with like Duck Dynasty like spinoff stuff. You know, like all their wives are hot as shit. Have you seen their wives? And rich. And rich, yeah. yeah. Was 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 Nashville like a rich place? Did you get those vibes? Um, it was like a so we stayed at this one motel that's very got us via Instagram and <laughs> called the Dive Motel. Really cool 70s, 60s. And that's cool. It was not very quiet for sleeping for an old lady like me, but <sighs> it was like imagine a, a cleaner double crown. Yeah. You know, like clean grunge. But I all, like I like the dirty double crown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice mix up and like they're welcoming and but that's what I was thinking though, like as ignorance nashville non-residents or visiting visitors i think there are some similarities between nashville and Asheville. like Asheville, people think that is very progressive and like trendy and cool but it's like in the middle of western north carolina and you drive 30 minutes and it's hendo and it's not progressive yeah and it's like with nashville too <clears throat> It is a cool, trendy city, but let's not forget where it's at. Yeah, yeah, true. And, and too, you know, like, I think about this with Asheville, too, and Beer City is, like, the people, obviously, the people who live here are, like, uh, progressive or mostly young or whatever, but there's not a, really any single progressive policy aside from maybe the reparations that you could point to in the city and be like oh yeah that's good like we have an insane amount of homeless people that have no safety net that they can rely on we have like an insane housing crisis where people are just getting priced out and having to move to these i i guess like less um desirable areas or even relocate to other places like i don't know austin texas or denver it seems like there's a pipeline here to all those places but I mean, beyond that, there's really not anything progress- uniquely progressive about it, aside from those things. I would say. I mean, maybe some people would would argue that, but I mean, it just seems like any other kind of liberal city in America, with like just these this insane culture war happening between what's surrounded by it and what it actually is like struggling to be in. I imagine Nashville is no different than that. I mean. Tennessee, I don't know if you were paying attention to the midterms, but uh, they just voted to ban slavery this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that was on the ticket. 2022. Uh, it is. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, you can't forget about, you know, where it uh, where it is, where Nashville is. And there's 
a lot of obviously good and bad things, but it's a bit like, I mean, it's a production type of town. Like, I mean, it's like Nashville, at least Broadway street. I mean, that's just like, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's all for tourism and, but yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, y'all want to get into this and talk a little bit about Ben Shapiro and look at uh, kind of what's going on. Like the first part of the article here, just kind of lays some context about like what was what's happening with their move to Nashville, which isn't a new thing. I guess this happened like 2020, like uh, post COVID. Uh, like in the fall of 2020, the company moved to Nashville with the goal of expanding to become an all-you-can-eat buffet for conservative entertainment, complete with its own streaming platform and production house. So they're they're literally going to Nashville to try and re, like, you know, implement things from Hollywood that made things popular. And this gets really dark and funny uh, through this with their like kind of goals for a streaming platform. Uh, but yeah, Shapiro also like he's for for those of y'all, I guess, who don't know him. He's like, I guess this talking head, um, mainly like a terminally online, like small guy who I guess allegedly lies about his height, says he's six two, whatever, dude. This is the squeakiest gay voice you've ever heard. Like for a man who really like, you know, really is like uh, a conservative and family values kind of guy. He really does have gay voice. That is something he has. Uh, but he's like a he owns the libs. That's what he does publicly. My my thing about all this is, you know, the automatic assumption that country music means these like right wing, yeah, uh, conservative values. And like, I mean, Ben Shapiro. We looked it up, right? He's from L.A. Yeah. Born and raised. He's, and so here he comes from LA with a cowboy hat on <laughs> and a bolo. Grand old, yeah, and a grand old Opry, you know, style, trying to make the Hollywood. And it's just, I just wish people could see through that for what that is. Like, it's a grift, like, mm-hmm. it's a con. You know, his base is shrinking. He's got to go out there and just kind of, you know, be that clown. And just exploit just like country culture or whatever. And then you have people like, you know, Dolly Parton in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that, that to me, like that's who, you know, you need to be looking up to. That's, you know, Dollywood's there. You don't need a conservative Hollywood if you got Dollywood. Yeah. We got Dollywood, y'all. <laughs> yeah. We got Dollywood. That's all we really need. But you're right. I mean, the idea of country music being like, I guess, like really like post. It was hijacked during 9-11. 9-11. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, first of all, I think it was. Maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. Maybe a little bit earlier in the 90s and things like that. Gulf War. 9-11 didn't help anything. So, you know. (laughs) But literally there is like a big marker. I mean, I think that can mark a big shift in country music is post 9-11 country music and how everything started to generate and become even more popular like that too. And then you have the rise of people like, you know, 
people who you probably wouldn't listen to otherwise just because of their like politics. And some people just age poorly also on their politics. But way back whenever whenever country music was starting, like it was music for like the poor people, right? Like that's what rap and country music I think always have in common is like they're both music like about like poverty, right? And about like working, especially regardless of if it's like you know, doing manual labor, like what some of the country songs are doing and breaking the law or whatever, or on the hip hop side, you know, whatever that means to, you know, make money and survive, whether it's, you know, like dealing or hustling. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, so yeah, there's that big kind of, uh, history that I guess like Shapiro is just capitalizing on that post, that post nine 11 production injury, uh, engine of Nashville where everything is the same and sounds the same. It's just a slightly shittier version than the originals, you know, and that's exactly what they're doing here is they're, they don't want to move here to create a shittier Netflix and they call it like an all you can eat buffet of conservative entertainment. But like, it's really like those, it's like those, uh, like church movies, you know, like veggie tales and like those (laughs) weird kind of knockoff, you know, low budget it's just i mean it's just a cash grab i feel like i mean in a devil's advocate here i mean i think it's genius the guy (laughs) found a cool like i mean coming young city and is attracting young conservatives like they said that most of the their readers and followers are young conservatives which if you think about it like who are they reading or like what source are they going to yeah i think fox news even that for them is like lame and not cool yeah yeah so it's pretty smart and awful and terrifying but (laughs) it's like business i don't who knows if i mean he does some of the things that he says you know for sure he believes in it but i'm like outside of the terrible like thought process and values that he holds it's a genius business platform agreed agreed he's a he's a he's a genius even if he is a con artist uh harvard law school you know ben shapiro the genius um so this article focuses on shapiro but also this guy who i'm just gonna call mr boring because he's (laughs) a boring ass motherfucker um he he's the CEO, I guess, of the Daily Wire. And when he when they start talking about like some of the things he's creating, it's it's cracking me up. And some of his quotes here are just insane. Like this man's head is uh, I would love to be locked in that for like 20 minutes and just kind of examine the inner workings. But he says he isn't shy. Mr. Boring says he isn't shy about his su- succession size aspirations for this venture. Dur- Fuck off. <laughs> During an interview at his office where he keeps a collection of luxury watches in an oversized safe mr boring compared himself to the media baron rupert murdoch the difference between what i'm trying to do and what rupert did mr boring said is that i don't want there to be a chasm between missional purpose of entertainment content and the news and commentary content and there was uh, and there was between 20th century fox and fox news before 20th century fox was acquired by walt disney in 2019 so yeah (laughs) Mr. Boring, that cracked me up. His his luxury watches in an oversized safe. I love that description. It's like, don't read too much into my name. I'm actually not that boring. I 
luxury watches. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. But but my thing is that I mean, like. I mean, not I get like the article says, Nashville is an entertainment capital, but not for film or television. But it's, I mean, like it seems like there's like old gatekeepers in Nashville. Nashville's not like, like I mean, it is like if you, it's been that way. If you want to make it in country music, you go to Nashville. It has an apparatus set around that system. And that's what the whole kind of vibe, or at least when I was there as a kid, like that's what it was based around. And just the, just the balls on these idiots to go up there and like, I mean, fuck Robert Murdoch, but you are no Robert or Rupert, Robert, Rupert Murdoch, you know, like, fuck you, man. This is so stupid. There's no way there's, I mean, two LA dudes move into Nashville to make it, you know, a new conservative Hollywood. I wouldn't be surprised they got their ass kicked. <laughs> they need they their ass say, kicked. They're getting, they're having some trouble hiring, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't get anyone to work at these places, despite the fact that he claims it's an Elon Musk model, which basically he goes on to clarify that, that it's aged well. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically a something. We're going to sell you something that doesn't quite exist yet. That's the model that Musk relies on as we're well. We're going to make it's going to be like you're, they're going to make one of each show and then that's it. The company's <laughs> going to shut down. <laughs> I love this guy. Look at him. He's like, so there's a photo here of Mr. Boring, Jeremy, sitting at the desk. He's got like, you know, he's drinking Woodford Reserve, man. He's only eating the finest Woodford Reserve and jelly beans, I guess. <laughs> Whatever the fuck this guy's got going. And I think I think there's been, I, I mean, in Monica, like you can you can speak to this since you've just been there, but I think there is a shift, or it seems like to me that Nashville is trying to move away from that yallification and be authentic and be, you know, about whatever it is, you know, just be in Nashville. And because this is what gets me, and it's like the Applebee's or model. You take, you know, a model of like this neighborhood bar or restaurant and then you just franchise it out and you you make it like the 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 stereotypical western font letters and you slap some you know tin roof paneling on the walls and you call it you know authentic country and that's just and that's just that's what their <laughs> idea of nashville is you know and it, yeah. they're going to be worse off for it if they let them continue yeah. yeah, it did feel like that from the three days I was there. So that's that means a lot. Yeah. Um, but I do think, though, that it is. Boots on the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Inside reporter. <laughs> I was actually there for research on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do think it is happening, like, everywhere, really. You know, people who are our age are growing up and are able to invest in things that may not necessarily be political or like run for office, but you're putting your coin where the culture is going. And then there's a clash between like this really trendy, cool city and the policies that follow it. It's like, how is that going to work out? 
Yeah, for sure. I was reading this too, uh, and, and kind of going off of that point, um, you know, these guys like, like boring and Shapiro probably boring. I imagine Shapiro is just like a talking head. I don't imagine him really having, he's just like the figurehead of like all of the kind of policy that these guys are doing, but boring. I literally think he's calling the shots here. He wants Nashville to, or he wants Tennessee to be Texas so bad, right? Like they want it to be Austin, Texas, where they yeah. can go in like Musk did. And they, the, the thing is like, even Musk, I don't even know what his kind of reason was, but like for going to Austin, Texas. Money. Yeah. These people aren't going to these places for culture. They act like they're going there for culture and dress up like they're on the damn, like they're going to sing, like who's going to fill their shoes in the grand old Opry, but they're literally there for a tax shelter, right? We like, can this all kind of, no, we know that. <laughs> this is no different than when the steel barons came into Appalachia, took the coal and said that, you know, everybody's going to, and just left. Yeah. You're going to get gonna make their this. money and bounce. Yeah. 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 It happens. It, it, it's just, it's, you know, it's just dressed up differently, but I mean, it's just another exploitation of the, of just, you know, Southerners really. I mean, it's just, they dress up like they, they try to talk like us or, you know, say they're on your side just like trump did mm -hmm. you know and some and if you're good enough and uh, you know i mean you're able to just throw every moral and human value aside and say whatever the hell gets you ahead then i mean i guess you can make enough people fall in line yeah and that's the thing that we talked about like, like i guess maybe it was a week ago now but like the fact of these like these conservatives now, like at the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro, especially, I honestly, I don't think that they care about winning another election. I think that they literally just care about winning this culture war and they're going to go and they're going to create these alternatives to Hollywood and the liberals in LA and say, oh, or they're going to try and make it, oh, here's Nashville, a place where, you know, free thought exists, right? Because that's, that's Ben Shapiro's thing. He's basically like, He's very similar to Alex Jones. He's not nearly as charismatic as Alex Jones or or even funny That's as Alex a low Jones. Ass bar. <laughs> but they're very similar. I really I mean they have the same talking points. Look at this. Among the Daily Wire's uh targets are diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives, alleged censorship of conservatives on social medias and a, vi a variety of issues affecting gay and transgender Americans. It's literally the same thing. Like I would, I mean, Ben Shapiro agrees with Alex Jones and agrees with Kanye on most of these issues in, in terms of diversity, in terms of censorship, in terms of transgender people, right? It's just, they literally, they just say, like Kanye just gives it away by saying, I love Hitler, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, if you're saying some of that shit and you don't like believe it at least a little bit, then I mean, that. Because that's just so far to the right, you know. I mean, I just don't. I I don't know. I think I think everybody that's voted Republican in the past four years or whatever needs a social worker assigned to them, <laughs> and just all these people need to be checked on and <laughs> and go to group therapy, and so they don't fall for shit like this. I mean, this is so stupid. This is awful. Yeah, but imagine 
Okay, you've lived, you've created your whole career and persona and image based on all these beliefs. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, I'm an idiot and this is all wrong. I'm now a sane person and like voting blue. Can you imagine he would be killed? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's boxed himself in like, there's no, he's past the point of no return. Yeah. You know, in here they're he, they quote him saying, we can't give you a career, but we'll give you a job. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened to you? You're like trying to ruin other people's lives as well. I literally think that I, I think that's exactly it. I really do. I mean, so, so the fact that like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that goes to show two things. The first thing is how long that they foresee themselves sticking around, and it's probably not long. And the other thing is, again, to my point, that they don't really care about how much of a community that they're trying to build. They're literally just there to, <laughs> they're there to like use these people to make money. Like that's the only yes. reason they're even talking about Kanye. Do I think Ben Shapiro gives a shit if Kanye lives or not? No, he's putting Kanye in his title of his video so people click on it. And that's the same thing with Alex Jones, right? If if you look at like Kanye from a while back and you're like, like the George Bush doesn't care about black people, Kanye, when Hurricane Katrina was going on, uh, would he have ever been on Alex Jones and Alex Jones have been like, Kanye, tell me about this thought. No, the only reason is so he can make money and keep selling his uh his kind of fake products and and dick pills to people so he can settle that sandy hook uh <laughs> claim that's literally it i mean it's wild it's truly wild um but yeah uh back in the article here i thought this was interesting how um how <laughs> you know, like the Daily Wire has been running all of this uh, anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ stuff. And, uh, you know, recently there was a bipartisan Respect for Marriage Act uh, passed and even Fox News ran supportive op-eds. And then Shapiro took to it and said, the fact that many Republicans went along with this, man, this party needs an overhaul. It's like... You're going to talk about freedom, my man, and you're literally just going to get up there and say, man, we got to overhaul our party They're They're agreeing with the libs too much here on this whole Freedom of Marriage Act. It's like, what? What are you talking yeah. about, man? I feel like if you even like understand any sort of the definition of a hypocrite and if you agree with maybe some of his points anything that he it doesn't make sense none of his statements like match up even in this very small article you know it's like so contradictory and weaponizing religion and the poor old people are like yes like I saw yeah. this person for one reason yeah which is that he's mentioning god <laughs> and like weaponizing it and doing awful shit yeah, and it's just, and it, and like I mean, like I think on another episode or something is like it's crazy how many rules comes with that anti-right definition of freedom. You know, I mean, like 
you can't i mean it's it's crazy it's crazy there's so many asterisks and and if you don't fall in line then that's by default that's not freedom it's so ridiculous and all he's speaking to is this there's like paramilitary bros dude that just like i mean it's ridiculous like if now they're right they're they're you know going against the Republican Party. The Republican Party isn't right enough now for them. I mean, this is this is insane. <laughs> it's and especially like I mean in North Carolina, and this is how dangerous this shit is. Is you know just this past week in Moore County, mm-hmm. uh, those three substations, electoral substations, were shot up. And forty people, forty thousand people were without power, and some without water for a, a few days, a handful of days. Yeah, because in and it could be because you know these freaks didn't didn't want a drag show to happen at a local theater, mm-hmm. and it's like one look up fucking vaudeville, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> like if you have a if you have a problem, you know, with men dressing like women. You, you've got a problem with Southern culture because that's how it was, you know? And honestly, honestly though. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Like the stuff in Moore County, the, um, the club Q shooting, all that shit. Like literally I think Ben Shapiro, the daily wire, obviously Alex Jones you should be charged Kai, with manslaughter. They are the reason that these people are doing these things. Right. Like, and Honestly, like the left has to recognize that like one side here has guns and one side don't. And it's going to be a battle, you know, like it's it's getting really bad. Well, um, it's it's the 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 debate or the it's hard, right? Because, you know, the if you're arguing in the freedom, you know, and then turn around and make the argument for regulation, that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. It's all, it's hard for a lot of the American people to hold two thoughts in your head. And it's like, it's like uh, if you, we still have freedom of speech, but you can regulate and you can get shit like this off the internet. It shouldn't be like Ben Shapiro should not have a platform. He should be just banned from the internet entirely and all entertainment channels. And, and that's fine because like it used to, there has to be consequences for this stuff. And like, I mean, I think the majority of the population would agree that this is dangerous, but like you said, there's that hard right faction and they have their fucking arm to the teeth. Oh, they will show up. To a place in Moore County dressed in Carhartt, dressed in their vests, you and know? shoot up electrical stations. <laughs> it's 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 really crazy. I mean, but I really do believe. I do think that people like this, people who push this platform that of just hate, like it's their fault. It's their they're the reasons that these people feel more entitled to do this stuff. I mean, what else is that call to? Well, it's their um, fault, and kind of fight and back. It's the Democrats' fault for. A lot, not stamping this shit out yeah like you yeah. have the truth on your side how hard can it be to fucking message that yeah. there's also so much shit going on that we have literally no clue about you know just secret blackmailing intertwining of interest money yeah we're just a couple of little peasants 
that's exactly right that's exactly right and and yeah there's like probably like 20 people that run the world and you know they all talk every day (laughs) you know i mean it's just crazy yeah yeah speaking of that like this is a digression but i i didn't i knew this i guess like historically but like now putting it into context like I was thinking when I was watching the World Cup and I was watching England play France and I was like, these people hate each other. Like the English and the French, like straight up hate each other. And uh, I think it's a flirtatious hate, though, right? <laughs> but they were I, like, since the dawn of time, like these people were like made to fight each other, right? You know, like they well, literally. Yeah. They I mean, Napoleon, Napoleon didn't yeah. help, but yeah. So I was watching this and I was thinking, you know, like. The like some of the monarchies that exist, or like the at least the royal royal class in these countries, like they all know each other and they're all related. Did you all know that that the ruling class, like the like the monarchies and the and the the ruling families of all of these different, um, you know, yeah, they countries marry are, each other off to consolidate power. So I just picture them like at Thanksgiving with their like deformed family <laughs> members from like years of inbreeding. And, you know, like the hillbillies get the rap of like, oh, you know, you fuck your cousin, whatever. But really, it's like it's the wealthy, like it's In the wealthy, like of, all of, of, of like uh, kings and queens and, and all the people in the monarchy. It's like that Game of Thrones uh, House of Dragons. She fucks her uncle, has a baby, and it comes out with like scales and shit, and it's dead. Are you seeing that SNL scale? It's so good. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it looks like the it looks like the Daily Wire is just doubling down. Ben Shapiro, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Shapiro was shit out. Um, okay, wait, I have a question. Yeah. Um. What? Going back to what you're talking about, Lyndon. And censorship. What do you think is, you know, I mean, I don't think we've seen the power that the internet has still, which is terrifying. But what do you think censorship looks like in like five years? I I could see it going both ways. I think, you know, if the Elon Musks and all these people, they push it. I mean, I think every platform is just going to be some flooded hate thread, you know, and just like you can say whatever the hell you want to say, you can post whatever you want to post, who gives a shit, you know? And I think, but I just, I just wish there would be some sort of like, and that's hard, you know, I get it. And especially you're talking about a lot of people, a lot of people with a different value systems. A lot of people have different opinions on what is, you know, politically correct or what is um, okay. But I think that if, you know, if you're actively, you know, spewing or targeting somebody, a specific group of people, um, and, you know, and you're starting to use some of these dog whistles that I think the general consensus based on historical context, you know, we know the dog whistles. We've seen it from Jim Crow to, you know, Nazi Germany. We see, uh, you know, we know the difference between posting and content versus propaganda. If we if we're all being honest with ourselves, you know, and, and especially government and AI, th- there's ways that it can be filtered out, I'm sure, by now. But it's just 
once you start, you know, trying to mobilize, you know, people based around a dangerous uh, idea that could potentially, you know, cause harm, deadly harm to people or, you know, mental distress. I think that's when, you know, either a suspension or a ban or, you know, some sort of regulation has to happen. And I think there has to be, you know, it wasn't in the courts a couple of years ago that Fox News is deemed an entertainment organization. It's not a news organization by law. Like, you know, uh, technically it's entertainment. And, you know, I think I think there will be, you know, like Twitter has those those warnings, those notifications now that, you know, this might be misinformation that we you know are. I think that will be the next, you know, step for a lot of these digital companies and, you know, publications, news outlets that everything will have to be fact fact checked or have some sort of verification process. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I would I would be OK with that. I think, I think too, one of the things that makes all of this kind of disgusting is just how much profit places like this bring in. So, I, I, I mean, obviously, I wish they wouldn't say any of this shit at all. I wish that, yeah, like Ben Shapiro would actually have a, a, an awakening and maybe admit like you were talking about earlier. But there's just so much money tied into it. So if there was a way that, you know, obviously I feel like whether they're saying their shit on parlor or things like 4chan or even those like dark web kind of things, or if they're saying it on like pop outlets, like, like TikTok or uh, YouTube or Twitter, things like that. They've just got to find some way to like, maybe like demonetize. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we can ever get them to stop saying it, but the fact that there's so much money in the shit, um, well, that, I mean, and that and that's maybe kind if of, Ben Shapiro got got whacked. Well, that's that's maybe kind that's of yeah. Well, that's my that's <laughs> maybe, my well, thing. Actually, if Ben Shapiro just got laid, it would probably like change his fucking mind on everything. This man has never been laid. You can see it in his cowboy hat and bolo tie. He has never had sex. Well, that's that's my that's my like that's why I took the shot at the Democrats for like they're they're partly the government is partly to blame for this because, yeah, there's always going to be people that are anti LGBTQ. There's there's always going to be people prejudice. You know, I I hope we come to the day where we're not all you know, there's no there's no such thing as a bigot. But until that happens, you know. It, people are going to try to profit on this and it's up like until there's reform with the education and healthcare system in this country where people can be taught to actually think about and learn, you know, empathy and have access to therapy and counseling and, you know, just not, I don't know, but it's just, I think it's just a systematic failure where we've not, dealt with some of these big issues and in in these you know darker sides of the american history and story 
And we just need to deal with that, have, you know, somehow. And but until then, people are these grifters. I mean, that's just human nature. People are going to grift. There's always yeah. going to be pieces of shit that's going to take advantage of, you know, the worst parts of human nature. Yeah. And if it wasn't on Twitter or social media, it would be on something else. Like yeah. Yeah, and my, and sure. my, but my thing is just children too. It's just like what, like, yeah. I mean, getting it away from people who under the age of like thirty, you know, or something, <laughs> where your brain is fully formed, and so you're just not, you know, because how the algorithm no virgins on it, the internet, like one of those. <laughs> that's all you're gonna see. You're gonna get if you like the videos. The algorithm is gonna put you into a conservative bubble, you know. And yeah. the, and that's all you're gonna see. That's your internet now, and that and and that's awful. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, and it looks like the sad reality of it too is like the Daily Wire. As long as they're gonna have these, they're gonna double down into it. It says here, um, <laughs> the Daily Wire has 5.5 million followers across TikTok accounts, uh, and those belonging to its stars, according to the company, and 17 million followers on Instagram accounts. It's really da 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 streaming service. So that's another thing. So they're literally going to try and start. Can we just say though those stats, those those social media stats are bad. Oh, like bad. Like there's there's like you know twenty year olds with at least seven million followers on TikTok alone. You know, yeah. If you got a nice ass, you can get more followers than Ben Shapiro. And and you're going to compare it. You're going to, so you're going to open a a whole streaming service. This is a money laundering front, right? It's a a multi. This is, this is so that, that the RNC doesn't have to take the dirty money anymore. They can pour it all in this media conglomerate. Netflix has 223 million subscribers. These people are going to try to take on the streaming services with 5 oh. million followers. That's so insane. This is hilarious. This is some of the content that they plan on uh, on on launching a little bit, or some of this content that's already available. They talk about what they're going to launch later. Um, some of the Daily Wire Plus content also available freely on YouTube, like videotape versions of their popular podcast, Ben Shapiro. That's hilarious. Uh, one recent episode, Why the Hard Left is Cheering Queen Elizabeth II's Death. The moralizing psychologist Jordan Peterson, how Marxism is disguised as woke morality, and how Clandis or Candace Owens, uh, the provocateur commentator on race politics, white lives matter. So you can see all this shit for free anyway. Well, I am. I am sure looking forward to Sapiro's and uh and podcast uh can Stevie Wonder see? I really, I'll, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> you know, Ben has some hot takes on that, man. He's going to look at that from levels you've never even thought of. That's just his... so. That's, I mean, <laughs> does any of those titles, that, I mean, uh, that would be kind of funny to listen to the takes on, you know, Queen Elizabeth. Jesus Christ. Is so- that your content? Fire your content creator. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, what the hell? Dude, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peterson thinks about Marxism. Let me fire that. Liver, up. liver King fans just drooling over this lineup. 
Oh my God. This was funny too. Do y'all know? I hate this guy so much. Um, Matt Walsh. Are y'all familiar with him? He is literally one of the most disgusting people in the world, but he uh, is one of the highest profile members. And he has this documentary called What is a Woman? A doctor, a documentary featuring Matt Walsh, um, formerly known for his aggressive composition or opposition to the LGBT curriculum in schools and all age drag shows. In the film, he Diverse, the uh, divisively uh, interviews we among got there. Uh, medical professionals who provide transgender teens with uh, puberty suppressing drugs and other medically accepted treatments, and doctors described uh, as, as gender affirming care. Uh, so Matt Walsh, he is obsessed with this gender shit too. And we were talking about the birth rate and how like that's a thing that everyone's. I guess like now on the right, well, maybe they've always on the right been on that horse, but now on the left too, people, people are like, see it going to the grocery store and seeing like, uh, all these empty shelves and shit. And then for a while there was like, Oh yeah, the supply chain's fucked. And then they're like, no, we actually just don't have people willing to do this, this work for this amount of money. And then they're probably thinking, well, maybe hmm, immigration, <laughs> maybe that's not such a bad idea at all. We need people to work these jobs. You know, like Matt, Matt Walsh though, he, he is obsessed with this whole kind of this whole, like, he he calls himself like a family man, I guess, or like someone who is like a conservative, uh, what do you call those constitutionalist? You know what I'm talking about? Just mm-hmm. this religious shit. But it's I just, just I just don't insane. I mean, the whole thing about the the transgender argument, we don't have to get all into all that, obviously, but that just seems to be such a motif here with the Daily Wire and alt-right media is just i mean targeting transgender youth and uh in that that's just disgusting one and also i mean going back to the definition of freedom it's like you know just be grateful you live in a country where if you disagree with that well then you don't have to don't buy into it you know like i mean but don't like just mind your own fucking business. It, that's the thing that like, just worry about you and your own fucked up family and, you know, suppress those, your own poor kids until they turn 18 and resent you and hate you. And then they can finally be happy, but don't, <laughs> don't, you know, put that on somebody else's family. Fuck you. Oh my God. It's I agree. So yeah. Like why, why is the, intent aggression you know yeah yeah it's not coming out of a like this is what i think and here are my facts supported or like out of like i don't know love concern nothing it's like aggression once again like almost asking for mobilization again well it's yeah. like if if you really cared about these kids yeah it, uh, no matter like how fucked up you're if you honestly believe that you know transgender is a mental illness like if that's honest to god what you believe how the fuck is shooting up three substations and taking out power so these kids can't even go to school for like three days how is that how is that helping like how is that constructive how you know i mean this is 
it's it's all it's just a it's a dog whistle it's just another dog whistle of like you know we're coming for the gays it doesn't matter if they're you know kids or not like they're wrong and you know they're it's sick it's fucked totally um the streaming service also (laughs) this gets really fucking hilarious already um so there's like a western obviously on there because you couldn't you couldn't have a conservative streaming service without showing a little western there's an interview with benjamin netanyahu and the soon-to-be prime minister of uh the soon-to-be prime minister of israel and ben shapiro and mr peterson on there as well you can only i bet that doesn't tip into zionism at all (laughs) you know that's probably a pretty uh well-rounded discussion they also have a forthcoming television adaptation of ayn rand's libertarian novel atlas shrugged oh my god when i read that man i was i was out of i was out of my mind um and then the best which i'm personally really looking forward to this a forthcoming children's cartoon about a family of homeschooled chinchillas what the hell i thought there was gonna be more about that i was like okay the chinchillas are like gay or transgender and something happens to them or something it, that's it that's the that's the show, homeschool chinchillas. I'm surprised they didn't do like, uh, you know, a golden retrievers. But <laughs> you gotta you gotta really know your audience here. You gotta you gotta. But I thought I thought the whole conservative thing is open. Keep the schools open. Keep the schools open. I mean, it's like uh, is the is the pilot episode for this chinchilla show. It's like, well, CRT really ruined the public schools, so we're pulling our chinchilla kids out of the public school and gonna homeschool them. Oh my god. It uh it's hilarious. The cartoon is an early product of the new hundred million dollar investment in children's entertainment that Mr. Boring announced in March 2020. Fuck these Wall- people. A hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> After the Walt Disney Company publicly opposed a bill from Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida that limits classroom instruction around sexual orientation or gender identity through third grade. Americans are tired of giving their money to woke corporations who hate them, Mr. Boring said, uh, claiming that these companies want to indoctrinate their children with radical race and gender theory. Man, those chinchillas... That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I I can swallow CRT, but I can't swallow gender affirming education. We're pulling our chinchilla children out of here. I want to be in that writer's room so bad. What what companies are there? Like, (laughs) please, I would love to hear some some of the like sponsors or like some woke investors companies. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's well, he's talking about Disney, yeah. and that's hilarious. I mean, Disney, Disney. So Ben has a new bit out called "Disney is too gay," <laughs> like Disney World. Being if, like you, that. if anybody says that Disney is a woke company, you just <laughs> don't know. You, you you don't know anything about anything. Is he is he talking about like? So he's talking about Disney, like indoctrinating children with radical race and friendly fire and gender theory. Is he talking about how there's dicks in the castle of the Little Mermaid and stuff like that? No, he was talking about because I think there was a uh, 
he was just because the the bill in florida and disney spoke out like after we like a week or it wasn't just an automatic decision there was like some i think public pressure and disney finally spoke out like publicly opposed that bill from desantis and you know it's just like i mean disney (laughs) disney's about as conservative as you get for a media company oh yeah for sure. I mean, what Walt Disney and he was a Nazi. Is that a hot take? He, he <laughs> no, knew a couple, that, I think, I, at least. I think, yeah, His head I, was frozen by one. He's definitely a eugenics guy for sure. Uh, but yeah. yeah well, I, mean, I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, like take a little trip down, you know, pre-1955 Disney. And it's like, okay, you know, are we talking about the same company? Right. And the fact, it's another thing like the the fact that they're they're starting the streaming service with westerns and like interviews and a film adaptation of atlas shrugged and then animated chinchillas it's like their brilliant plan all along was like we hate la la sucks it's run by the liberals what nashville needs or what the conservative the gop needs is the exact same thing just way shittier and for less people based out of tennessee that's literally their whole thing that they're going for they want the exact same thing but it's funny they're they're like they're counting on they're seeing okay we have this many followers so it makes sense that there is no conservative hollywood you know quote unquote so let's let's capitalize on that that's a untapped market you know and but it's like oh i'm a i'm a up and coming pa or grip cinematographer i'm gonna head to fucking nashville to work for the daily wire is there enough paramilitary pas and grips in hollywood that's about to make an exit who's gonna make this shit and it and i guarantee i guarantee that if you check on linkedin in a couple months could be now be like you want to be a production assistant working on a chinchilla show (laughs) and it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be a joke it's gonna be a joke you know what's creepy their little producer mr dallas was charged with child sexual assault awesome so I, yep. maybe it's the one who created the homeschooled chinchillas. <laughs> Shoo. Like, come even, on. Even in the, the calls coming sh- from within the house. If someone gave you a hundred million dollars and they said, here you go, you have, you can create entertainment that speaks to the future of your America as you see it. And the best thing you can come up with is homeschool chinchillas you, I'm sorry, but you no longer get to live in the same world as me. <laughs> You're goodbye. You're banished. Like, that's it. That's all you got. Like, at least the libs could come up with something. At least the libs can write stuff that's like entertaining on Netflix, right? I wouldn't else. watch, I wouldn't watch an interview with Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson for a hundred million. I would, I would literally, I would rather watch. I would rather watch the TV show Nashville than watch that. It's just like these people, they say they care about conservative values. They care about all this kind of stuff. And they just set $100 million on fire and just pissed on it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's so stupid. 
I love that they it said that they did consider Dallas and uh Austin as well um in this article. I forgot to mention that, but lucky Nashville. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> so far, the Daily Wire has released three bona fide legend movies. Run Bonfire. Oh, sorry, Bonfire Legend movies. Sorry. It's, it's a, it seems to be, you know, a, a series here. Run, fight, height, shut in, a home invasion thriller, and terror on the prairie. What? And they got the they got the Mandalorian chick who was fired. That's terrifying. Yeah. Fire up TV Land Studios. Here we come. Terror on the prairie, shut in, a home invasion thriller. Starring oh Andy Griffin's corpse. <laughs> Mainstream reviewers have most uh, have mostly savaged the film from glib, artless, and reprehensible, stupid thriller that doesn't even have enough on its mind to be provocative. That's <laughs> a hilarious review, first of all. Hair on the Prairie for its very strong Christian moral worldview with very strong pro-American capitalist values. Like, this is North Korean shit. <laughs> like, this is the stuff. This is like state TV. This is, I mean... What what is this? What is this? Well, these people are authoritarians. That's a hundred percent what they are. They would say that they're not, but like we can see how strongly they rallied against Trump. We can see the way that they preach and obviously their views of of the future through this. Right I mean, here. at least Castro had taste, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there were good films made in Russia. Yeah, they not viewed as unmemorable or boring scenes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah. Uh, where else? What else could we say about this? Wait, what's the end of it? What does it say down there? Oh, this is oh, basically... wait, what's it mean about uh, Don Henley? Go up. Oh, yeah. I missed that part. I definitely wanted to bring that in. If you wait, keep yes, going down. This is this is like the this is like the best uh, part of this. If uh, you could construct my entire worldview, Mr. Boring said, if you've listened, if you've listened to 90s country on a loop through every song by recorded by Don Henley, a CBS miniseries of Lonesome Dove, Braveheart, Wrath of Khan and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> That's his worldview. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Congratulations, conservative Hollywood. Here's your new Harvey Weinstein. Oh, oh my God. God. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, God. Yeah. Brave so I don't heart. know. I wonder. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, still, Mr. Boring is committed to making movies that don't just satisfy his audience's desire to punch left, but that entertain them as well. I could give the audience. Hillary's hard drive, the movie, Mr. Boeing said. But if I want to engage in a long-term value proposition with the audience, I have to give them things that they actually want to watch, not things that they want to want to watch. Dude, Hillary's hard drive, the movie, is the best title <laughs> in this whole article. 100%. I, <laughs> I, I want to watch it. Now, that doesn't make any sense. An entertainment company for somebody to say, I have to give them things that they actually want to watch, not things they want to want to watch. I don't even get it. <laughs> uh, 
That's just saying, I'm going to put something on that I think you need to watch, not that you want to watch it. I, I know that he's fucking around with this Hillary's hard drive bit here, but you can guarantee you that they will be, if there is not in the next few months, there's going to be a Hunter Biden laptop story on that streaming service that you will probably be able to get on YouTube for free, so don't pay for it anyway, but that they're obsessed with this man's dick. <laughs> he's not I, I guarantee you they they've already they did the the storyboard for hillary's hard drive already he's not smart <laughs> enough to come up with that name that good um, uh, well i just wanted to leave you all with a little bit of ben shapiro i thought this would be kind of an Jesus. interesting way to interesting way to do this um but i want to i want to share this with you this is ben shapiro uh answering fan questions and uh, y'all have to let me know if you can hear it. Hey, Daniel writes, Dear Ben, as I'm learning about ethics, I'd like to get your input on where you stand. Would you steal a piece of bread to feed your family? Would you steal a piece of bread to feed your family? Why or why not? Well, Daniel, I can really only think of one way to answer this, and it's in musical form. So I think we're going to have to do that. There, out in the darkness, a fugitive running, fallen from God, fallen from grace. God be my witness, I never shall yield till we meet face to face. Till we meet face to face He knows his way in the dark Mine is the way of the Lord Those who follow the path of the righteous Shall have their reward And if they fall as Lucifer fell The flames, the God. I love the couple of minutes that he took to really gather himself. The song Bird. <laughs> Dude, this uh, is your guy, conservative Hollywood. Come uh, on. Yeah, they need someone with a little bit more riz than Ben Shapiro. That's for sure. I mean, th like I said at the beginning, who knows what could happen if he just went on a date with a woman. Um well, I don't want to end on too of a sad note. So um, I'm going to give the the beacon, the voice of Beer City. Um, give me, so in the theme of beer, Beer Cities, I've got three things that you're looking for in Asheville. You want the best beer, the best burger, and the best barbecue. Where are you going for the best beer? Oh, shit. Is this like what's the best beer? Like specific beer? Not and beer it doesn't city. have to be like mainstream. Like it can be like your like what you think your the best beer. Give me a hot take here. Best beer in Beer City. Oh, it's not going to be a hot take. It's going to be expected. Also, is this like so people come to no. Okay, no, no we don't want anyone else here. I'm just I want to know. <laughs> okay, for you. Okay. 
Um, best beer for me is going to be the Pale Ale at Barry. Oh, okay. What's it called? Do you remember? They all their beers nice. are like existential dread of suicide. Burial's a cool spot. Yeah. yeah. So the um, Pale Ale. What about burger? Best burger. Lightning round. Lightning round? Okay. I would say Foothills. Foothills. Okay. Foothills? Yeah. What was the last one I asked? Like burrito? Did barbecue. I say burrito? Barbecue. Okay. Barbecue. I don't really eat barbecue here. <laughs> I have family in Texas, so I just save up my barbecue. For Texas barbecue. What about what about burrito? I don't know why that came to me. Do you regularly eat burritos? That's the thing that sucks here is there's not a burrito spot, I don't think. A good one, Mama in my opinion. Does, does this fire. Okay, I'll try. There we go. That's yeah. the Beer City Collective. That's the lightning. I, I mean, there's my, the itinerary. <laughs> my first answer for barbecue is obviously Buxton. Yeah, Buxton barbecue. But I yeah. haven't tried the other one off South so the Bears one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to 12 Bones either. Ooh. 12 Bones is good. I've been I've there. I've heard 12 Bones is the spot. It's but cute. seriously, this is not a tourism promotion. Don't ever come here. Stop coming <laughs> here. Don't. Do they don't really visit. call it Beer City? Or is that Beer just. City. Yeah. <laughs> Beer so City. But don't come here for don't. real. I, I, I'm sorry, but you're not welcome. <laughs> You've heard so it. Awful. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. Stay stay away. Stay away. Who's gonna fill their shoes? Who's gonna stand that tall? Who's gonna play the opera and the Wabash cannonball? Who's gonna give their heart and soul to get to me and you? Lord, I wonder who's gonna fill their shoes?